0: This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 120, scoring a nine with these example part three answers.
1: In today's episode, listen to Lindsay and Jessica answer sample questions and learn how to score a nine on IELTS Speaking. If you're ready to get started with your IELTS preparation and you don't know where to start, go to all earsenglish.com forward slash S E V E N and get our free checklist, the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. Go to all earsenglish.com forward slash S E V E N.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: not much not much what's up with you let's see what's new what's new around what's new on the block right what's new on the block you know what (laughs) oh it's back to school that's what's new I live you know right between Harvard and MIT as you know and so So this city is flooded well I live in Boston so there are so many college kids in this town that literally the traffic is crazy I rode my bike into Boston yesterday and woo the moving vans are just everywhere you gotta be careful (laughs) (laughs) gotta be careful
0: (laughs) I don't know Imagine this is like the worst week of the year to go anywhere yes to just drive yes. yeah there's, oh
1: geez it's got to be the craziest city in the world right now yeah well, i never
0: thought about that how funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's all just like and like i'd imagine it's only really smart people that go to these universities am i wrong
1: well in this neighborhood yeah here in cambridge this is definitely like smart city usa <laughs> yeah exactly um, but you know the, the colleges in boston are good i mean there's a range, right? I mean, I mean, BU is a decent school. BC is a really good school, and then there are some just you know state schools which are often good too. And it's a mix. It's a mix. So, geez, there's just so, I. It's the highest
0: density of like higher education, right? Yeah, around Boston, it, it has to be. It
1: is. I find it really inspiring to be in a place with so many young minds. You know what I mean? Like people are just yeah. there's a lot of thought leadership and a lot of yeah. It's just a very educated city. Your average person usually has at least a master's, if not a PhD. You know, it's very very oh common my to run into That's people so awesome yeah yeah it's, sometimes it's intimidating too yeah
0: <laughs> it's intimidating And challenging and inspiring all at the same time.
1: Exactly. So it works (laughs) for me for now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Those three adjectives would be very useful for speaking part three answers and writing task two. Inspiring, intimidating, challenging.
1: Ooh, I like that. I like that. (laughs) And speaking of speaking speaking part three and speaking part (laughs) two, speaking of speaking, (laughs) today we're going to give some great sample answers for some. Typical speaking part three questions, right, Jessica? Yes. We, um, we don't do this enough, I think. Yeah. Because think whenever right.
0: we do like example answers like this, we get really good feedback. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to do another episode like that today, except I don't think we've done a lot of examples for speaking part three.
1: Yeah, that's right. So let's throw a few of them out there today and see how our listeners can use them for their own prep. Should we do it?
0: yeah totally totally
1: okay okay uh you do you want to go first yeah i'll go first sure you want me to ask you then or do okay, it, okay. go okay yeah okay so <laughs> jessica <laughs> let's go down to education let's do that first so okay <clears throat> okay let me see so uh, here's a good one for you so what is your opinion on the way that languages are taught in schools today jessica
0: <clears throat> oh my gosh that is a very interesting question um Honestly, it depends on the country and the school. There are some charter schools in Portland um, that are teaching language in a very interesting way, a very uh, authentic way. Ah. They are immersing their students in Chinese or in Spanish or in French. Um, there are immersion schools for all for those three languages, actually not far from my house. Ooh, cool. um, and so I think that is very effective. Um, however, the traditional way of like memorizing vocabulary and grammar rules has been proven time and again to not be as effective. So I think that needs to change.
1: Ooh, very nice answer. Very <laughs> nice answer. I like the way you used some intonation there. I think that needs to change, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about stress, changing the rhythm in our voice. And you also talked about more current up-to-date schools that are using immersion learning. And then the more traditional way so you kind of weighed two different methods
0: yeah and gave details mm-hmm. right of like the kind of languages that are taught so um remember we want to try and be specific and give strong opinions i think those are the two best rules for part three be specific and give strong opinions absolutely
1: um, very nice okay
0: so there's another topic here eating habits let's yes. see um Lindsay <laughs> this one's funny. I like this question. Why do you think different cultures have different table manners?
1: Ooh, that's a great mm. question. I think it all goes back to tradition. I'm sure, and different ways of showing respect. You know, I remember mm. a personal story. I remember being in Japan and noting that I thought it was really interesting that people were slurping um, their ramen mm. after, or their. I'm not sure if it was China or Japan, but anyways, some place in Asia, people tend to slurp. And here in the US, that's considered very rude. And I found that difference (laughs) very striking and fascinating. And I think it's just a way, you know, when we all come together, we can start to understand each other, but we do need to have a good sense of what those manners mean across cultures very good <laughs> you
0: use some like those adjectives the striking and fascinating those are definitely high level vocabulary adjectives mm-hmm. right yeah. um, and then being specific and giving a personal example that's also an excellent way to answer mm-hmm. speaking part three questions
1: If your time is valuable to you and a good score on the IELTS is important for your future dreams, it makes sense not to waste your time with free content and trying to do this alone. We can guide you to your target score with the Three Keys IELTS Success System. It's a step-by-step plan where you learn our three-step strategies to get your target score. Go to ielts.allearsenglish.com, watch the video on the homepage, and get into your trial. Your first three days are just a dollar. See you at ielts.allearsenglish.com. Okay. All right. Should we do another? One more? Yeah. One or two yeah, more? yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jessica. Here we go. Let's see. Um, back on the food topic. Ah, uh, let's see. How are the eating habits now in your country different from the eating habits in the past?
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, you could see this by generation. If you think about, um, the way your grandmother ate and cooked, the way your mom ate and cooked and the way you eat and cooked, you can see the changes. So, for example, my grandma, um, she cooked dinner every night for her whole family. Um, there were no fast food restaurants. So that mm. wasn't even an option. So even if the cooking wasn't healthy, it was still healthier than fast food. So my grandma mm. would use a lot. A lot of butter, a lot of salt, a lot of cream, <laughs> you know, it was like a heavier food time, mm. I think, <laughs> in in that generation. Um, but even then, like people were ha- more active. So I think... You know, it balanced out, but my mom's generation, I'd say if you, you started cooking for your kids in like the seventies, um, more health knowledge was coming out. So, uh, more vegetables were included. Uh, they weren't boiled to bits. Um, Mm -hmm. and different spices from around the world were starting to be used. Different cuisines were coming in to, uh, be trendy and fashionable. So that definitely changed. Um, so I think food became yummier and healthier in the (laughs) seventies. <laughs> um, and then, like you look at my generation, and we just have you know a smorgasbord of um, techniques to choose from. We could eat out, we could have fast food, we could um, cook at home. There, and lots of people, especially in Portland, are growing their own food again. So oh, it's yeah. almost becoming more traditional. Yeah. Um. So it's a very dynamic time right now for changes in eating habits and and luckily people are becoming healthier i think
1: <laughs> very nice long answer but a good one yeah <laughs> long one. i love talking about food <laughs> <laughs> i like how you use the word smorgasbord yeah. that's a good one i'm not sure if i even know how to pronounce that correctly I know. maybe a german I, word i'm not sure but maybe some of our listeners could tell us yeah
0: yeah. And I don't even know how to spell it. So, um, if, if somebody, if a, if a German listener wants to write in and tell us how to spell and say that, that would be great. But that um, is a,
1: it kind of a casual, like not typically in the dictionary type of word. So I like how you use that.
0: Yeah, and that would definitely rate highly on the exam, right? Because it's mm. super interesting and high level. Yeah,
1: um, no, totally. Okay,
0: I'm going to ask you one more question.
1: Okay, I'm going to speed and, answer this question. Let's do it.
0: Okay, this is about the environment. So, oh, common boy. topic. Um, is water pollution a problem in your country?
1: Oh, actually, d- you know, despite what people probably think, I think water pollution is somewhat of a problem but not as bad as other parts of the world, of course. I remember hearing a story yesterday when I was running along the Charles River that the city had announced that um, we can't swim in the Charles River this week or next week because of some kind of pollution issue. So that is oh. something that comes up in our daily lives. But I think that, you know, compared to other situations that have happened in my travels, I remember traveling in Guatemala and getting sick as a dog, um, drinking <laughs> the water um, yeah. that I thought uh, I was drinking what I thought was coffee water that had been boiled, but it hadn't quite been boiled to kill all of the germs. And unfortunately oh. I was very sick. Um So comparatively speaking, I think it's, it's a good situation, but I think occasionally we do have some problems with water contamination excellent answer missy thank you you. (laughs) did i get a nine for sure (laughs) yes heck yeah dude (laughs) yes (laughs) awesome all right well let's wrap it up on that one so guys take our examples pull out what we did well you know in that one i said sick as a dog another good idiom that's very common so you know i think one thing jessica one quick tip The reason I was able to add in that idiom, even as a native speaker, I was I was struggling a bit to try to add in an idiom and I had to slow down a little bit and wait for the opportunity. Mm. So I really think this is something that our listeners should think about just slowing down and looking for the opportunities to insert the idioms. If you just speak like crazy, like a machine, you won't get those idioms in there.
0: Yeah. And that'll, that'll affect your fluency, your vocabulary and your pronunciation. So guys, when you're answering on the, on test day, slow down a little bit, give yourself time to think, give yourself time to give complete sentences as answers. Slowing down on test day is definitely good advice.
1: Slowing down on test day, a whole nother topic, potential topic for another day. (laughs) (laughs) But for today, we'll wrap it up. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks for the awesome answers, Lindsay. Thank you, Jessica. We'll see you next week.